Hey, hey, y'all, and welcome back to the Weekly Briefing with Grant May. Today, we are examining the actions of Minneapolis police officers resulting in the death of George Floyd and the response. This is your weekly stop for freedom-loving Americans who don't want to be swamped by the news cycle. Let's get to it. Alrighty, there has been some pretty hard stuff in the news this week. On Monday, an African-American man named George Floyd died while in the custody of Minneapolis police officers. A video emerged with one of the police kneeling on the neck of Floyd for eight minutes while he protests, saying he can't breathe. This was some seriously sickening stuff and was met properly with outrage. The death of this innocent man was truly heartbreaking and has touched so many, including me. George Floyd posed no clear threat to the officers as he was unarmed. Even after Floyd passed out, the officer remained there, still restraining him. The officer should be held responsible for his actions and tried for murder. There is absolutely no excuse for what happened. Coming from someone who's typically very wary of instances of police brutality, this was very clearly an abuse of power that resulted in the death of a man who should not be dead today. Righteous indignation should well up in everyone. Justice must be done. This should not be a partisan issue. Unfortunately, many tried to label the officer responsible for the death a racist Trump supporter. Many celebrities started circulating a photoshopped image of this officer wearing a MAGA hat, but instead of the slogan, Make America Great Again, a slogan of Make Whites Great Again replaced it. This photo was circulating like crazy until it was discovered that a random keyboard warrior had created it. There were three prevailing reactions to this incident, and only one is acceptable. The first reaction that personally I haven't seen much of but is still out there is one of apathy. There's a small but still existent group that remains apathetic to this death. They point to the vast number of people in our nation and how this was an isolated case, and we should be thankful that we don't have more cases of police brutality. While we must be grateful that one case of police brutality makes national news and receives a gigantic outcry, we must take a stand and join ranks with our fellow Americans who may fear that they might one day also face this mistreatment. Luther King Jr. faced some of this police mistreatment and abuses of power by law enforcement in his day. He so profoundly stated that injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. He was so right. We cannot expect to receive justice if we aren't willing to make a stand for our neighbor's due process. You cannot in good faith expect to be treated fairly under law if you're not willing to ensure others are treated fairly by the law. The next reaction, which thankfully was the most widespread, was one of righteous indignation. Let me tell you, You cannot go online or check social media without seeing a plethora of posts related to this incident. There was an outcry from all Americans, regardless of race, gender, or political association. People who typically refrain from the news cycle were quick to jump on this story and protect the rights of all Americans in custody. People came out in droves of support for Mr. Floyd and in condemnation of this officer. While we still don't know exactly if this act was an act motivated by racism, that is certainly the prevailing thought process. Most people assume that this officer was motivated out of racial malice. If this was the case, which it certainly might be, can we pause right here and first appreciate the fact that we live in a country that for every act of racism perpetrated, there are hundreds of thousands waiting to condemn it? Only in America 
Could one death of a private citizen set off a national outcry and spark a conversation on racism and police brutality? This week, we have been able to see countless Americans unite together and demand justice for George Floyd. Trump joined in this wave of outcry, tweeting out, At my request, the FBI and Department of Justice are already well into an investigation as to the very sad and tragic death in Minnesota of George Floyd, he wrote. I have asked for this investigation to be expedited and greatly appreciate all of the work done by local law enforcement. My heart goes out to George's family and friends. Justice will be served. Good for him. We must investigate and make sure justice is done. We must be careful when joining the social media wave, though. We must be careful that our cries for justice are not just virtue signals and attempts to appear more woke than our neighbor. This is not a time to rush and say that all cops are racist and that no African Americans are safe. It is not the time to join the ranks of LeBron James, who suggested that African Americans are being hunted down every day in the streets. This is a time for solidarity and decrying the violence that occurred in Minneapolis. Now is time to get to the third reaction, which has been quite shocking. This week, following Floyd's death, there have been extremely violent riots and looting taking place in Minneapolis. Let's be clear, the protests that were set to happen in Minneapolis have gotten way out of hand. Burning, pillaging, and vandalizing have tormented the already grieved city this past week. The photos and videos coming out of that city right now are actually insane. Stores are being decimated by people supposedly wanting social change. A city turned upside down, not only by the awful actions of a cop, but now the actions of countless individuals simply shrugging off laws, taking what they want from stores, destroying as they please, and unleashing havoc on a city. This is absolutely unacceptable. You don't honor the death of a peaceful, innocent man by causing as much harm to your neighbors as possible. Using his death as an excuse to steal from local businesses is sickening. But that is what's happening right now. The mayor has requested the help of the National Guard to try and bring order back to his city. Protesters didn't stop at just harming local businesses and taking property for themselves. They turned violent on some, with some being attacked by protesters, and even one dying, according to ABC News. To this group of people, to these violent protesters, I have some questions. What does this violence accomplish? How does looting and pillaging atone for the death of an innocent man? And how many must die for him? Of course, we should demand justice, but we must also resist the urge to join a mob that won't accomplish anything productive and rather injure others in the process. I already mentioned Martin Luther King Jr., but another quote of his comes to mind. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. I'm not seeing the love from these protesters. Rather, raw hate and sheer malice. Darkness was perpetrated. Now we are standing at a crossroads. We can walk down the path of reverting to our natural tribes and create a graceless, hate-filled society living in darkness. Or we can unite together. We can call out this mistreatment. We can demand justice. We can resolve to love one another and drive out the hate. The choices have been made clear. What will we as Americans choose? 
Thank y'all so much for tuning in again. Be sure to rate us five stars, leave a review, and share this episode with your friends. You can find me on Instagram at common underscore sense underscore America underscore. This has been your weekly stop for freedom-loving Americans who don't want to be swamped by the news cycle. See y'all next week. My name's Grant May, and this has been your weekly briefing. Thank you.